Welcome Breakthrough Family and uh, this is Good Friday and many people around the world taking time just to think about Jesus, think about what he's done for us and just to take time to reflect as families and as individuals in terms of what life is all about and what we're living for. There's so many messages on this Good Friday about the cross, about what happened during the crucifixion, about all the things that were leading up to the crucifixion. And uh, it's good and right for us to evaluate our own lives in the light of what Jesus has done for us. Of course, our minds are very much on what's happening with regards to world events and the crisis with the coronavirus, uh, things that are happening different trends, uh, different opinions, so many things that can occupy our minds and our focus and our attention. And these can happen on a global scale, obviously a national scale, and then we think about our own neighborhood, our town, our city. But what I would like us to do today is just to focus in on ourselves. You know, we can be so caught up in the bigger picture and we're always praying into the big picture that we don't always take time just to stop and evaluate how things are going in our own lives and what the Holy Spirit might be saying to us um, in this specific time. And uh, so uh, on this particular Good Friday, can we just take the opportunity to think about uh, our own lives and the, the impact and the message in terms of uh, the cross. And there are two thoughts that I, I wanted to uh, focus on today. And that is this thing of submission and the thing of sacrifice. You know, uh, it's very clear in terms of the sacrifice that Jesus paid the ultimate price. But his sacrifice actually came from his heart of submission. Submission was the first thing that enabled him to actually endure the cross and to be that sacrifice. And so I'd like for us just to take a, a little bit of time just to go into um, Matthew chapter 26. And, um, and you'll see here that as Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane with his disciples, that this actually was a major uh, component in the the whole thing around Good Friday, um, around the, uh, the the cross. And so, would you turn with me to um, to Matthew twenty six? And uh, just reading from the the NIV, Matthew twenty six and verse thirty six. So then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, 
he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and he found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and he went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. And then he returned to the disciples. It was in the Garden of Gethsemane that Jesus battled through the submission and he absolutely settled the question once and for all in terms of drinking the cup, which was his, his uh, expression for uh, describing him giving up himself and taking on the, 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 the pain and the suffering, the wrath, the, the cup of God's judgment, that that cup was coming upon him. It, well, he was taking upon himself the sin of the whole world and the cup that he was going to drink was the cup of God's wrath that was going to be poured out because of sin, the judgment, the consequences of sin. And so Jesus established in himself the, uh, the, the submission question in the Garden of Gethsemane. And so when we, when we look at what was going on in terms of the, the whole struggle and the battle, uh, elsewhere in Scripture it says that drops of sweat were like blood. Blood actually came out of him. It was the anguish uh, that Jesus went through. It was the, 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 the complete subjection of his will, the submission of his will to the will of the Father. And that's where the battle actually was won. Uh, I want us to go and have a look in Philippians chapter 2, because what it's saying to us is that we too need to come to a place of recognizing our submission as disciples of Jesus, that we have to walk in his footsteps, we have to follow in his ways. He's given us an example that we might enter into it. And just as Jesus had to submit to the will of the Father, we too need to submit to the will of our Heavenly Father. So in Philippians chapter 2, it says, this is Paul writing, says, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, 
if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so we're seeing here in this passage in Philippians that we're encouraged to say to have that same attitude of humility and obedience and submission to the will of the Father. Jesus settled this battle in the Garden of Gethsemane. We also, in this time of isolation and separation, we have an opportunity to reset this thing of submission, to decide Whose will are we going to do? Who are we going to live for? It's a beautiful thing that's happening all across the planet right now. Everyone is being separated from the idols of entertainment. Concerts and theaters and cinemas have all been closed down. Music events have been postponed or cancelled. The idol of sport has been brought down to, to nothing. And so we see that uh, all of these idols have, have uh, been swept aside. These things that have had major um, pull and draw on so many people, including ourselves, these distractions have all been pushed aside that we might come to this point where we are in a place of retreat, a place of isolation, that we can stop, we can come aside and we can evaluate, well, what's my life about? What's my agenda going to be? What are the things I'm going to pursue? Am I 
going to yield and submit my life to the Father in the way that Jesus yielded and submitted his life to the Father. You know, Jesus said, I do not do anything unless I first see the Father doing it. I do not say anything unless I first hear the Father saying it. And so there's a level of submission that Jesus modeled for us that we're invited in as we live as disciples. Is it possible that we might choose to submit ourselves to the will of the Father? That we might do what He's asking us to do, that we might say what He's asking us to say, and that we would give ourselves for the rest of our lives to live a submitted life to the will of the Father through the leading of the Spirit. I think that this is one of the most powerful messages for us as we stop and we say, this example of Jesus, what is it challenging me to do and how I should live? This also leads us then on to this whole question of sacrifice. You know, Jesus sacrificed himself to the point of, of absolute death. It wasn't just, you know, it was a small little sacrifice. Like he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. He was housebound for a while. He, he didn't have the resources that he, that he otherwise would have been able to spend on himself. Because he laid aside all of the splendor and the glory and the majesty of heaven. It wasn't just that kind of sacrifice. It was his life. He took upon himself the beating, the pain, the shame, the trauma, the rejection, the, the wrath of God as the sin of the world was put upon him. The sinless one became sin for us all. That's why as the perfect Lamb of God, as the Lamb of the Passover, that His blood became our protection, that through His death we might have life. But He calls us also to live this life of sacrifice. Jesus also said to us, as His followers, pick up your cross daily and follow me. In other words, we need to live cruciform, meaning that we live dead to this world, dead to the things of this world, and alive in Christ to God. Because of the cross of Jesus, we who were once rejected because of our sin, we were far away from God. We have now come close. And so we're accepted and acceptable into the family of God because of the ultimate sacrifice. But we're invited to live sacrificial lives. We lay down 
our lives, we lay down our will, we lay down our agendas that we might pick up His agenda, that we might live a new life in Him and for Him. This is a great season for us on this Good Friday for us to stop and just to evaluate is it my will or is it his will can I submit to him and his plans and purposes can I live in such a way that I embrace the sufferings of Christ that there are things that I can glory in as I fellowship with him in his sufferings. You see, this is the great paradox that we all call to live in. We live in the victory and the triumph of the resurrection, and we're going to celebrate this together on Sunday morning. We call to live in abundant life, the fullness of life. We call to live victoriously and to be overcomers and so there's this paradox where we call to live in the victory of what Christ has accomplished for us through his death burial and resurrection but we're also called to identify with him in his sufferings and also to go through the trials and tribulations and to count it pure joy because we know that our character is being shaped and formed. I just want to draw your attention to this painting of the diamond which is behind me. And we know that in uh, its structure, it is because of the pressure and the pressure goes under intense pressure and heat that it is able to undergo this change and to become this diamond. And so I want to encourage you that even as you go through pressure, as you go through difficulty, you can become like a diamond and the many facets of his life can be reflected through your life. And so... As you go through difficulty and hardship, and for some many of us, this lockdown period, and it's like Groundhog Day, we're going through day 21 again to start out for the next 21 days of this lockdown period. As we have faced some of our freedoms being reduced, and there's a sense of we're, we're, we're under some kind of pressure and a trial, and we're making sacrifices. But let's allow this to turn our character into diamonds. Scripture also speaks about another precious jewel or a, a, a gem in that being gold. And that our character is being refined because it's worth far more than gold. It's so precious to him. I want to encourage you, dignify the trial. Do not whinge and whine. Do not moan and groan. 
that you use this time and this opportunity to allow the Lord to shape your life and your character. Allow the things that are there to be exposed that you might deal with them and be removed. He knows they're there, but he uses the trials to bring them to the surface that we might repent, done away with these things. And we know that because of the cross, the blood of Jesus is powerful and strong and is able to wash away all of our transgressions and all of our sins and our failures. But allow also for the good things of the character of God to be shaped and formed in our lives and for us to make the hard choices because we are going to come out the other side of this. And that's when we put into practice this question of submission. Whose will is going to triumph? And so we can say with Jesus, not my will, Father, but yours be done. So may this Good Friday be a day of personal reflection, decision-making. Settle it in your heart and your mind who you're going to live for and what you are going to pursue. That you might choose to pursue the things of the King and His Kingdom. May you be blessed as you allow the Holy Spirit to shine His light in your heart and your mind and so that you can work through these things to the glory of His name. Let me pray with you. Holy Spirit, we are inviting you to come and speak to us right now. We thank you that you reveal to us the full extent of the cross. Jesus, thank you for the cross. Thank you that you were willing and obedient, submitted to the will of the Father, that you would endure the cross. Thank you that you took upon yourself my sin, my shame, my judgment, my penalty, my sickness, my disease. You took upon yourself the judgment that I should have faced. And you paid the price that I might be free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your act of submission to the Father. So, Jesus, by the power of the Spirit, would you be at work in our hearts, that at the very core of our being, you would help us to choose the will of the Father. That we too would be willing to lay down our lives, our 
agendas, our preferences for the sake of the Father. That you would get and obtain your full reward and that we would live our lives to bring you honor and glory even as you have been exalted to the right hand of the Father and that your name is now above every name and that every knee would bow and every tongue would confess that you are Lord. So too, from the depths of our being, we want to submit to you and we want to declare, you are my Lord. So Lord, be Lord of my life, be Lord of my will, and be Lord of my future. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Breakthrough family, for joining us today on this very special Good Friday. And may you feel the nearness of the Spirit, even as you process all of the implications of this word. Bless you.